Wyverns and Weirdos Curse of Strahd is a horror-themed campaign, and as such, contains dark themes, including descriptions of gore, violence, and other features intrinsic to the gothic horror genre. attack, uh, so to speak, though not without some tension along the way, uh, though said tension did help to uh, confirm uh, where everyone stood to an extent. Uh, Exley stayed outside of the, the town uh, with his giant undead friend, um, and right as we finished up, Sevia and Conrad went to give them a visit and had a little chat. So, um, let's let's start with folks in Valaki. So, Hall and Beatrice, where were you this early morning, uh, early afternoon? Uh, well, we were still sitting at the uh, table with Esmeralda. Probably very, um, a little, there's a little tension. (laughs) Is the Zarnitru still going? Uh, I think it would have finished by the time that, uh, Senior and Conrad left. It's about 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Beatrice is going to, uh, get up and check with, uh, the owner uh, to see whether the um, rooms in the the baths are ready. Okay. Um, so yeah, when you when you go up, uh, yeah, to him, he says, "Uh, they are ready. Uh, it, it should." Uh, and and one of the uh, one of the workers comes up and says, "Like, oh, uh, we we are." Almost ready. It should be uh, maybe 10 minutes. Uh, then we will show you to which rooms are yours and your allies. Thank you. Uh, and then she's going to walk across to the bar and get another uh, another drink. Okay. Another ale. All right. Uh, Fool's been looking quite stressed. Um, especially like... Um, the matter in which Sevia left and then also just being left here between two people that Fall is very uncomfortable around. <laughs> so Fall will kind of just take like a big gulp of their wine and then just kind of plonk their head down on the table and just be like, oh, I messed up. Great, though, I really messed up there. And kind of just, yeah, that's that's where they're at right now. <laughs> it's- when be Quietly uh, freaking out. Is Fall saying mm. that I messed up out loud, or is it purely yeah, internal? Into the table, but it's okay. out loud. Yeah. Um, yeah. As Esmeralda says, like, look, Kate, I don't blame you. It's it's 
healthy to have a bit of uh, bit of skepticism about you. Just maybe maybe learn to finesse the accusations next time. Yep, yep, that's that's very true. I um a little aggressive, a little loud there. Really shouldn't have done that. Uh, I hope she doesn't hate me. Um But yes, sorry, sorry about that. I do feel a lot more comfortable with you now. I won't be doing that kind of thing again unless I don't know. Some, there's some reason to, but I don't think that there will be. So, uh, yes, that was helpful. <laughs> uh, when Beatrice comes back to the table, she just sort of pats uh, Fall on the shoulder as she sits down. Uh, thank you. Uh, hmm. uh, thank you for that, that spell. That was quite useful. Yes, that, it... Uh, hmm? Have you cast that one much before? Not a lot, but it does come in handy. Yes, yes, I can imagine it does. That was um, very useful. Apparently it shouldn't be too long till our rooms are ready. Good, good. I would love to... Um... Yep, yeah, spend some time alone thinking about my actions. Mm. Great, um, nice wine. Yes. <laughs> Paul just looks mm. immensely uncomfortable and stressed. It's all. <laughs> uh, I heard you say you haven't tried ale before. Did you want to try? And she shoves her, uh... Like, yeah, it's like a mug, kind of. Yeah. Treat, treat uh, it um, sure, why not? All right. Uh, hmm. Has a soup. <laughs> Is ale basically <laughs> beer? Yeah. Uh, very very yeah. Okay. It's, it's more, basically beer. Yeah, more or less. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's something. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, yes. Um, I All think right, at the so... tier ranking, this particular wine is the highest. The, well, the previous wine is behind it. That is below that. But that is out of the three drinks that I've tried so far. So, Once we get back, I will take you somewhere and you can have uh, try something a little bit sweeter, perhaps. That does sound like to my taste. Uh, what, what are mm. your plans when you go back, actually? Uh, I was in the middle of something while I was, uh, when I was brought back, brought here. I suppose I shall see if that's still happening or if I need to find something else to do, huh. so to speak. Kind of a job or the whole uh, revenge mission thing? A job. Oh, okay. No, um, I'm uh, hopefully they will uh, understand your leave of absence then. We I'm, shall see. Yes, uh, hopefully my circus troupe will as well. <laughs> yes, 
yes, there are a great many things to sort out once we get back, but it's got to be better than this place. <laughs> Anywhere is better than here. Mm. Yes. Not wrong yes. there. <laughs> mm. All right. So, back outside the town limits at uh, Exley's Lean To, we rejoin Sevia, Conrad, and Exley, as well as uh, Prime. How's Prime doing? They vibing? Hmm. Oh, he's he's having a wonderful time. Um, it's <sighs> worth noting as well that uh, before Conrad and Sevia got up and before uh, Exley was talking to the tree, um, Exley was trying to teach Prime how to collect mushrooms and berries from the forest, and it didn't work. Um, but, you know, <laughs> the thought was there. That's fair. Hmm. Um, Exley, for most of the last conversation, has sort of um, been sort of, has taken a couple of leaves from the tree uh, and a little bit of the grass with the roots attached and is just sort of moving it around in his hand absentmindedly during the whole conversation. Hmm. Um, cool. Well, I guess we'll start off. Conroy will do an insight check on Sevia after... <laughs> he, I think the last thing he did was he was they were talking to Dexley about the plan that, you know, he's going to mm. come to dinner with them. Um, so then he will turn and look look, look over Sevia again. Um, so let's yeah. see what he rolls. Because I think also she's still, like, just running her hands across the embossing on Conrad's diary. Yes. Um, uh, oh, that's a plus zero, so uh, 17. Oh, oh god, okay. This is the second ever time I've been insight checked. Uh, she's... <sighs> she's definitely a lot calmer now. She seems to be, like, especially having something tactile to do, and I believe, if memory serves me correctly, during the conversation with Exley, Conrad kind of led a lot of it, so she's looking and behaving a lot calmer, um, although she still is avoiding eye contact with people, mm. and she just seems kind of tired. That's fair. Excellent. Um, cool. Well, then Conrad will go, hmm, um, we may have to wait until morning, depending, um, but uh, Sevia did, does actually recall some parts of uh, planning for uh, Strahd's abode, so probably no need to worry yourself about that now, Sevia, but um, we will have to make sure that we write these things down so that Exley is kept up to speed as well. Do you agree? Yes. Yes, yes, of course, yes. Um, hmm. Yes, I'll I'll write it down for everyone if I'm not going to be there. Uh, it'll yes. be good for everyone to know what I know, yes. Yes, um, mm, uh, plan was, yes, for Sevia and for to travel with Esmeralda, I believe, to your old master, so shall be interesting. Yes, uh -huh. and... Oh. Sorry, Exley, you go. That would be helpful to have some idea of what we're looking for in Ravenloft. Mm. Yes, there's a um, 
a room. It should have some kind of structure in it called the uh, um, the Heart of Sorrow, which, uh, if destroyed, means we can kill Strahd and kill him permanently. Hmm. Yes, so might be, be might be a good opportunity to investigate. Mm. I again am not so certain of the terms of this uh, dinner that we have been invited to, or that I'm quite used to uh, very formal uh, invitations that uh, take about six weeks to enact and then to visit the abode and things like that. And you know, it sort of takes about a week to decide what hat you're going to wear. So um, I'm not exactly certain on, on how open these terms are and the guest list and all that, but um, it might be a good opportunity to investigate um, or to at least uh, observe what uh, Sevia's hypothesis has posed. Yes. Um, I will admit, when Strahd invited us to dinner, um, I didn't actually assume it was a real invitation. I assumed that was just a kind of metaphor for him I don't know, putting us in a little room and then biting us one after the other until we were all dry. Mm. But, uh... Well, especially considering it was off, it was sort of mentioned at the same time as sort of trying to uh, uh, drag you off. So, um, yes, did not really feel like a formal invitation. Uh, I'm certain there are some like that back home but um no was more sort of a different kind of invitation but regardless i suppose it might it's worth investigating um or at least that's what esmeralda thinks yes actually a cvr yes he like kind of like turns as if he's like speaking like in private but he's not he's speaking at his regular volume and he's like you mentioned earlier that you think there might be something between uh, Esmeralda and Beatrice. I believe that is now true from observation. <gasps> really? Yes. Well, uh, did you notice how quickly Beatrice was to agree with, with Esmeralda and to vouch for her? You know, now that you mention it, that does... Oh, I mean, Beatrice did have every reason to side with Esmeralda regardless of if she has feelings for her, but... Oh, maybe that's certainly... Ooh. You're a very good investigator, Conrad. Uh, well, I merely had uh, things presented to me and uh, then I observed things, so I'm not sure, certain those sorts of things are not my wheelhouse, but I... Uh, yes, observation. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Yes. Oh, if it makes you feel any better, then... Well, I don't really know if they're my wheelhouse or not. I've always been a bit too busy, but... Ah. Uh, yes. Yes, well, much the same in some regard, depending on what you're... alluding to. Uh, any, yes, anyway, um... Hmm. Yes. Yes. Well... Yes. Ah, uh, yes. So, uh, possibly when uh, Sylvia has the time, she will uh, note down uh, where, we, where we are to investigate, and then uh, Beatrice, myself, and yourself, Exley, shall investigate. The only thing that I feel does not factor into this equation, apart from the uh, suspicious nature of being sort of uh, guided towards visiting Strahd in the first place, is, uh, well, any points to Prime. 
As we put sort of a top hat on Prime or something, mm. or Strahd's fine with that, which he might be. We don't really know. This is Barovia. Um, that would make things difficult. That certainly does make a bit of a problem coming to a formal function. I, this might be a, a silly question, Exley. I'm not as um, versed in your style of magic as others. Is Prime just in, within your control? Or do you two share something of a, of a link mentally? Prime is under my control. Right. However, I must re-exert control. Right. Well, good. I was... I was hoping that potentially if you and Prime shared a kind of mental link, you... He could stay with us. And then if you were all in trouble, you could message Prime to grunt at us in an emergency manner, and then we would all run to Ravenloft to assist. But if it's more like a like a pet than a than a telepathic connection, um, I might be able to set up. And she starts flicking through her spellbook. I might be able to set up. Something though, if you're all worried, although most spells of that manner have to work within a certain distance. Uh, uh I suppose you look like you are contemplating something 42. Do you have idea? There are several options which may present themselves. Hmm. He could either go with the other group, or he could stay here, or we could leave him on the outskirts of Ravenloft, or we could just bring him in. Strahd, I am under the impression Strahd keeps questionable company anyway. I am sure Prime would not be unwelcome in his halls. This is true. I suppose if Prime is not welcome, keeping Prime on outskirts may be of advantage, even if he outstays his allegiance to you. He may still come rampaging anyway, so... But, uh, hopefully... Uh, I'm sure if we get some sort of corsage or something, he'll, um... Uh, I don't know if know what the dress code is. I was always, always very finely dressed, um... But, uh... Well, it's probably not really that important. I'm certain those are probably some good options. Probably setting Prime to stay with the others may not be a good idea if Prime's allegiance is only extended by so long as your other friends. As long as we can get back to the other group within the day, he should mm. not cause harm. Uh, I kind of look at Sylvia's expression. Uh, she just a little Muppet face of disgruntledness. <laughs> I will admit, as much as I did suggest it when I thought there could be a telepathic link, uh, if 
crime could stay with you, I'm sure both Fall and I would prefer that. Ah, uh, yes. You have noticed that. Stay with me. What Oof. was that, comrade? No, that is that is fine. Uh, 42 has noticed this before, so it is not surprising that you would not wish to be near Prime now. No, um, I mean, I feel like most people uh, don't particularly enjoy corpses, especially not ones that wander around, but I have a particular distaste. But don't you find it fascinating? You like magic, don't you? That some magic can make a corpse dance so. The possibilities are endless. It can feel distasteful. Ah. And to be fully fair, I I don't like the reminder of death. Ah, yes. Parents, yes. Absolutely. No, I understand. Hmm. Yes. True, you had strong connection with them, so you would not logically feel distressed. Hmm, yes. <laughs> He'll kind of like cross his arms and look up at Prime, like, con like he's looking over contemplative, where he's like, ah, oh, oh, hmm, that was a very obvious conclusion that I should have drawn much <laughs> earlier. <laughs> but he's just looking like, he's like, oh, I'm just marveling at the, this creature now. Prime is also going to notice that. Um and go down and pick up like a, a small pebble um and say prime stand on this and he's going to throw it <laughs> 30 feet into the distance <laughs> he sure does strike a figure doesn't he i apologize but that was the original intent let's I cannot fault you for using what you know best to your advantage, Exley. My personal distaste is a sidebar. Hmm. Well, excellent. So, plans? Good. I would very much like to go and fetch a bath soon, uh, but I can tarry if... Time is needed. How do you fare, Sevio? Um. Or did you have reason to speak with 42 alone? Is that part of the reason? Or was... Because my, my assumption was you wished to leave that, that space. That is why you wanted to come with me. That was it, basically. Ah. Uh, good. I made the correct assumption first, then. Yes, you you did a very good job, Conrad, and I thank you. I apologize for that. It's not how I like to conduct myself now as an adult, so... Um... It is no matter. Are you concerned with expressing emotion in such a way? It... Uh, I don't want to say that it was a punished behaviour because it wasn't, but it was a frowned upon behaviour to melt down in such a manner. 
emotions are fine. It's when the excess of them gets in the way of doing what you're meant to do. Mm. As I said, Conrad, when I'm like that, I find it difficult to read. I find it difficult to concentrate performing magic the way I know magic becomes quite difficult. Oh. I'm sure others could push through. I cannot. Yes, I understand. That is still not... It is lacking finesse in some uh, situations where you are expressing uh, extensive emotion is not really a failing. Um, it is merely understanding why you have done so, I suppose. I don't think it's a really much of a problem. Um, I know uh, certainly some parts of that are very normal in my serrata, in my upbringing. Uh, emotions in general not very important, but that is more of a different manner to yours. Is it more a personal inconvenience being unable to read when you were feeling a certain way, or was it something that was taught to you as a personal, as an inconvenience? All I do is read. All I have trained myself to do is to read words and sigils and spells and to the exclusion of most else. I can read the stars, I can read palms, I can read crystal balls, I can read most things. Mm. To... And I have been over-emotional whilst working. It is common. It has been incredibly common here in Barovia. I was not exactly calm when I put fire into Strahd's face, but... No, it was quite impressive. <laughs> Thank you. But the... The way in which that particular emotive state occurs is far more mundane and uh, far more devastating. I don't enjoy being like that. It is uncomfortable, overwhelming. Have you ever felt as if your brain were moving too fast for itself? Very frequently then you may understand why that is not something I enjoy doing. Yes, I feel into some regard I can. It is still not something that I feel you should apologize for to others. Well... Has the magic you've accrued uh, changed that state in your mind? Pardon? When we were discussing with Esmeralda, she was theorizing that you could potentially have picked up warlock capabilities. Uh, I... I do not understand... Magic is not much used in Serata, and I have not had... I have not heard these things until recent. 
I do not know. Uh, regardless, it is not uh, of strength that uh, of level similar to yourself or yourself 42 or even Beatrice House, so it is really of no consequence uh, what but the sounds might manifest every now and then. But it is something you can learn to channel, that it, Sevia is fully leaning into this change in conversation. Um, <laughs> she, look, 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 and she gets up, she kind of comes up to Conrad, she goes, where, when these things overtake you magically, where do you feel it stems from? Where is its source? Uh, I'm not fully... It's certainly happened a few times. I'm really full, partially aware of it. It seems to come from, like, like, presses like the temples of his head. Yes. It kind of yes. Little, like, looks like a little bit, like, not stricken, but, like, just a bit, like, he wouldn't normally be talking openly about this, but he wants to, I guess. Yeah. See, magic, beyond the schools of... Beyond the schools of them, magic has different sources depending on what you can do. For me, I feel it's starting at the base of my skull and it spreads to my fingers. Someone like Fall, who uses magic um, both in their fighting and also, I don't know if they've told you yet, uh, they're developing new capabilities as well, magically. They might feel it through performance or something else. Exley, I um, oh. feel, derives his from nature. Beatrice, from her connection to her surroundings. Uh, bards tend to collect it from performance, and uh, many have told me they feel it starting in their throat or in the base of their stomach. Uh, Magic is a tangible thing that you can dig your fingers into and, and restructure and build. Um, it doesn't have to overwhelm you, is what I'm saying. And you don't have to have come from magic to be able to use it. Everyone has the capability of magic. It just needs to be channeled. Curious. Yes, focus is a good... Hmm. I did notice you have spoken of uh, your necklace has focused before for your magic, and that's what sort of lets you do all your magic. I notice you're not wearing it anymore. Her hands go to her neck, and she's like, no. You were miming grasping for it earlier. Has uh, it been lost? No, I gave it to fall. Oh, why? And I will also note, Conroe wouldn't have noticed this because Fall is wearing Conroe's pants as a scarf at the moment, I believe. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, uh, oh, why? Well, um, that book we got from the Arcanoloth, I can use that as a focus at the moment. And Fall, as I said, he is beginning to expand his use of magic and it benefits us to not need to carry around small non-monetary uh, components like walnut shells and phosphorus and things like that so oh. i i gave it to to them so that they can better utilize their magic in the future i see curious 
Hmm. It kind of like looks looks like Stevie up and down, like he's like contemplating something. He just like nods. I see. Hmm. Is there something wrong with that? No, it's just surprising. I interesting focus. I do not know if what I have is magic. It seems different from what everyone here can do. But, well, an after-effect of the temple, perhaps. Yes, but maybe we can't deal with it here in Barovia, but at some point we can try to channel it more, find out what it truly is. Perhaps. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry if I've made you uncomfortable again. I keep doing that. No, uh, the previous time was not of your fault. Um, and this time is not so much either. Just merely part of who I am in both respects, I suppose, so I shall have to continue to live with that. And acquiesce to this new part, perhaps. Well, but, if, yes. if you ever want help, I'm a very good teacher, I've been told. I will contemplate it. Actually, <laughs> you might find this interesting, 42. You said you cannot speak to spiders. I have not tried. Well, you should try, because I can. What? That is commendable. Yes, yes. Well, it wasn't very hard, really. I just wanted to talk to them, which is strange in itself. Surely parts that partially sounds of madness, but, um, and they totally spoke back. Did they have anything interesting to say? Yes. They could speak on who they had seen. They, had, they said they had not spoken to you yet. That is because I cannot speak to spiders. Goodness. You can shape change into one. Fascinating. Perhaps I will try the next time I am a spider. That might be worth trying, I suppose. I wonder if I could speak to you as a spider, or if it must just be an original spider. Well, I'm glad to know that that's a magical thing then, sort of normal. I'd never really tried before, so perhaps I could have done it even earlier than the, the temple, but uh, this, well, there's something. So, back in the Blue Water Inn, uh, Paul, Beatrice, and Esmeralda, you were shown to, there are Three rooms that you are allocated, um, one single and two double rooms. Um, I guess as the people who are here, you kind of have essentially first dibs on how to lay out those room divisions. But uh, so it's basically the uh, the two sing two double rooms on the side. Um, basically towards the front that you have to go essentially outside of the tavern and around to get up the stairs to go into or there is the single room that is in the internal 
Um, it is quite a journey to to get from from the two double rooms to the single. While, oh right. <laughs> while the t- while the two doubles are next to each other. I guess Full will um, go to the single room okay. to get some <laughs> big Danny because yep. they are very stressed at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Beatrice will go set up in one of the other rooms. She'll take her chest with her okay. um, and she will sort of ask Esmeralda if she wants to share the room. Yeah, Esmeralda will acquiesce. Mm-hmm. So, so Beatrice will go straight to the room, put the hide the chest sort of somewhere. We'll try and find somewhere slightly out of view for the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's going to get in the bath. Okay. Yes. I guess Flo's just going to kind of like be nervously like pacing about the room, unpacking whatever stuff that they have. And then I guess they're just going to kind of like plop down on the bed, um, go into kind of like a praying position and say, all right, um, okay, hi, Kiteth, long time no see. Um, no, I'm not your favourite follower. Kind of been wondering if I am a follower. Mm. Uh, but hi um i would really really appreciate some of your wisdom at the moment i've never never really had the brain for it i keep making mistakes if you could teach me how to be friends with people without screwing things up or if you could give me some smarts to Work out how to take down Strahd. Maybe you could give me some wisdom to guide people through so that they don't all end up dying as soon as they go on this dinner together. (laughs) Well, anyway, sorry to demand these things of you. I hope that... I've been trying to, trying to find my own path and, and my own morals. And I, I, honestly, I do think that works with your values of, of self-improvement and, and finding wisdom. I mean, you don't, I shouldn't have to follow what's been laid down for me that, I mean, I mean, surely that's still following you. Oh, well, um, I guess I just thought I'd talk to you and maybe, maybe I'll get something from it. Oh, well, well, bye, Kitteth. I hope you're doing fine. And then, um, Thor's just going to, like, (laughs) awkwardly plop down on the bed, like, oh, what am I even doing? Um, Uh, and then... Just roll me a religion check. (laughs) Okay. Um, so that is a 12. Okay, so there's... You you get the feeling that, like, Barovia is kind of shut off from the gods, mm. but you, you get the feeling that 
despite that kind of barrier, your pr your prayers aren't entirely unheard. So oh, you nice. you get you get the feeling that that, that out there, out there it was heard somewhat mm. at least. Mm. Nice, excellent. Huh. That kind of gives full some comfort, but also further worry as well. He's like very mixed feelings about that whole conversation. Um, and then Fall's probably just going to be spending like the rest of the time until other people okay. to turn or whatever happens, just like nervously moving around and just, I don't know, practicing acrobatics and such. Just very high strong. <laughs> All right. Uh, Conrad, Sevia, and Exley, was there anything you wanted to deal with, uh, before Sevia and Conrad, I believe you'll be returning to the tavern for your evening's rest? Uh, well, that depends. What's, what yeah. are you guys looking at doing? So after that conversation happened, was there more on that? Um... Sevia's probably gonna uh, flip to the back of her spell book and tear out a couple of pages and she's going to, in a really rudimentary manner, kind of draw out um, what she remembers of the layout of Ravenloft from the uh, architect's model and where she believes the Heart of Sorrow to be. And she's going to make as many notes as she can based on, uh, like, basically shorthanding and note-picking from Van Richten's burned notes that she still has in her book. And she's going to be doing this very, very quickly. Um, she can be spoken to while this happens, but she just wants to do it before we leave Exley okay. alone. Let's call this a history check. Uh this is your second check, I believe, with advantage for Yes. If you if you so choose to use the advantage here. Oh that's right, you gave me up to five uses. Yes. Didn't... Oh, yeah. I forgot that there were uses of it. Mm. Um well, I'm gonna use one of them okay. because it would be good for everyone to know yes. where the heart of sorrow is. Uh that was a sixteen and a seventeen on the dice. Which, with my history, makes the higher one a 26. So this map is incredibly clear. It's it's a little, like, raw... Well, not rough looking, but, like, it's not, it's not a perfect diagram, but it is, um, like... Probably the only real issue would be that it's not necessarily to scale um, compared to the to the model. Um, it is a otherwise perfectly direct um, map to to where the heart of sorrow and several other locations are. Um, of course, Sevia doesn't know the purpose of many of the rooms, but. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's not only the Heart of Sorrow, but a lot of the room, the structure of a lot of the rooms leading to it. Um, yeah. Cool. And also, she might also do, like, a little circle and a couple of question marks around where she thinks Strahd's coffin might 
be or a couple potential places where she thinks that will be i know that's not something she was looking for before so if i have to roll again i won't do it at advantage but Um, that is something she'll do like a couple options of like where it could be i'll I'll say for 26 that's fine cool thank you but the journal also said that strad resides like far below ravenloft yeah yeah in the crypts and it's not particularly difficult to tell from the uh, architect's model where the crypts are. Yes. Crypts tend bit. to have, yes, a very specific uh, location. Just like if there are secret coffins, secret coffin rooms where he could keep his secret coffins. <laughs> you know, she's she's trying to plan ahead. We're not uh, going to get to do a lot of meetings. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually going to say for 26, you you probably are able to actually not not just towards the heart of sorrow, but like you can probably make a serviceable map of the entire castle for them to use. Um Nice, 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 nice. Stevie is doing this like really, really quickly. And I don't, I don't, she has recently swapped out a cantrip, uh, thanks Tasha's. Um, so she is probably, I don't know if this is something prestidigitation can do, but she's probably using it to help make her lines straighter. So even if they're not to scale, it doesn't look messy. And she's doing this like surprisingly quickly for what it is if you two are watching her little zoomy hands i'd i'd say there are there are a couple of effects that kind of you can within the the scope of prestidigitation that can very easily be kind of looked at as like oh yeah that can be used to effectively do that so yeah yeah. i'm just uh, uh spell spell information it's a guideline yeah just make it what you want. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. To an extent, but yeah. Especially when it when it's prestidigitation. Yeah. It's like little tricks. Yes. Um all right. Um while that's happening, um because I assume drawing a map is probably gonna take slightly longer than six seconds. Hmm. Um Exley mm. is going to um stand up and say, um while you are doing that, I will be right back. And he's going to uh, just sort of walk maybe like 15 feet off into the distance, um, uh, just sort of like partially behind a tree. And the grass roots and leaves that he's had in his hand, which he's slowly being like churning into a mush, um, he is going to kneel down again and sort of rub that into the dirt. Um, and as he does so, he's going to whisper a few words in druidic under his breath. And very slowly, all the vegetation within a hundred foot radius starts to grow and become a little bit more vibrant. Um, and almost a little bit greener as he's casting uh, plant growth within the area. 
Um, so essentially all normal plants in that 100 foot radius have grown to almost their full size, if not maybe slightly larger. Um, and everything looks a little bit more vibrant. And then he'll get up after that minute and just sort of dust his hands off and, and walk back to the group. As you're walking back to the group, you see out of the corner of your eyes, like some of the trees starting to rot and wilt. That They're still at that size that you grew them to, but they are rotting and wilting and dying to match the the grim surroundings. <laughs> okay. Um, then Exley will just walk up to one of those trees and, and pull off a little bit of the, the dying bark. Okay. Just sort of inspect it for a bit. And then keep it with him and walk back to the rest of the group. All right. Slowly, because the area is now uh, <laughs> difficult to write. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, this should be a sufficient amount of information, Exley. Um, if you wanted to look over it uh, overnight, because um, I know uh, we, you can't be part of our little conversations back at the tavern because you are not at the tavern. So uh, this just means you can be involved and still uh, part of the group and the understanding of what's going on. And uh, I will reiterate this for everyone going to the dinner uh, before Fall, Esmeralda, and I uh, head off. Mm. Thank you, Sylvia. This will be helpful. Good, yes. <sighs> Was Sylvia still stroking the book, or did that stop after Conrad started uh, I, talking about magic? She, ha she hasn't been touching Conrad's book, but she still has it in her lap, and if she's not doing anything with her hands, she just kind of has one hand resting on it. Um, Exley will sort of look down at the book for a little bit, and then look back up to the two of you. Will you be leaving back to the tavern straight away? Probably uh, soon. Um, we could both use baths. Yes. Ah. Uh, maybe some more food. Um, I've only really consumed ale today and that uh, wine, actually. And that's not uh, great physiologically. Would you care for a berry? Oh, that's, that's right. We ate those berries this morning. I was wondering why I wasn't hungry. I guess I was just feeling that way out of muscle memory. That's quite strange. It can be difficult to get accustomed to a new way of learning. Hmm. Did you have one of the berries, Conrad? 
No, um, I kind of observed uh, yourself and four sort of having a hysteric circus quite soon after eating them. And oh. um, I believe I was not offered one until later, which I did pocket. So um, I was sort of uh, waiting to see if uh, further evidence of poisoning was happening before uh, attempting one. Oh, no. Um, the... The hysterics were more just a byproduct of me and Fall being me and Fall. Uh, uh, fall and die? Was, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It depends on the dialect. Yes, well, no, yes. Uh, oh, I wasn't, I'm ne I've never been much of a writer. Um, no, uh, that was mostly um, because of us as uh, people and not because of the berries themselves. The berries are actually quite good. Oh, all right. Interesting. Yes, they make you feel full for a, for a whole day. You don't have to eat much else. Um, I'm not sure we should do it every day. That seems like it would be lacking in some sort of nutritional value. But, uh, you yeah. know, uh, while we're here and the, the trees seem particularly rotten. Um, yes, quite curious. Yes. What did you do uh, to them at 42? I provided them with the means to grow. The area, unfortunately, pro provided them with corruption. Oh. That feels quite indicative of this place, yes. Very fitting, yes. Mm. Something to work towards. Maybe. Who knows, by the, by the time that's necessary, we might be home. Hmm. It's an interesting thought. Mm. Well, uh, anyway, you should try a berry at some point. Uh, it's quite quite good, especially if we're maybe running low on rations. Yes, I was much hoping for some sort of meal, um, but uh, I suppose they couldn't even get a bath ready in a certain given time, so who knows what sort of meal they might actually dish up. Yes, uh, Barabia does things in strange ways. It is certainly true. <laughs> All right. So I take it you return to the inn and... Yeah, if, yeah. if Exley yeah. has nothing else he wants to say to us, then we depart. Um, well, actually, as they turn, um, Exley is going to pull Sevier up really quickly. Um, oh. And... Sevia. Yes? At the start of our conversation, you mentioned that you were full of emotions. I cannot express emotions myself. We have a few hours before sundown. Would you care to stay and share yours with me? Oh. Um. I can... Spare an hour? Yes? Uh, Conrad, are you comfortable heading back alone? What does 42 want you for? Uh, just to talk. Interesting. Well, if you're comfortable with this, then I shall return. Yes, um, you should get first, uh, First, uh, what is oh, what is it? Everyone, all those young people at college say nowadays. Um, first dibs on bath. Uh, 
you you were the one paying for them, so. Yes, well, that would be preferable, wouldn't it? Mm. Just right. save some hot water, I, and she points it where there is still so much blood all over her body. Um. All right, enjoy your talk then. Then he will leave. Right. Farewell. Well, uh, X is going to walk back over to the little lean-to area that he's got. I assume there's like a couple of like fallen trees or something or other that can be used as seating implements, which Exley does not use. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, CB is going to pick her way through the difficult terrain and uh, find a little spot to sit her little body down. And be like, well, Exley, um, what would I know you just said, like, I can tell you all of my emotions, but there are a lot of those. Is uh, what, what would you like to discuss? In this form, I am unable to express emotion. Hmm. However, when I transform my body into an animal form, I am overcome with a pressure in my head that I do not know what it is. Pressure? And when you and Conrad were talking about your emotions, I believe that to be the same thing. Oh, oh. I... I guess I don't really think of emotions as coming from my head most of the time. Uh, more often than not, I feel them quite keenly in my stomach. Uh, but that just could be me, and I assume Fallwood as well. Uh, she does look a little upset at the thought of Fall. Just... Uh, no, you'd have to insight check to get why, I guess. So... He's not going to, but would his passive work or probably not? What's his passive? Uh, 17. Oh, God. You can probably tell that she's not upset with Fall. Potentially just upset at uh, not being uh, around him at the moment. Hmm. Uh, yes, so I often feel them kind of in my stomach, and then the ones I was having uh, before we arrived, those those definitely originate from my head. Uh, do you enjoy feeling? I don't know. Sometimes I do, and sometimes it hurts. That... Is the struggle, yes. What a marvellous thing to be able to turn it off, though. I... I don't know if it is. It may be good in some regard. However, not having emotions and having loose morals. While it allows me to make things like this, and I gesture towards Prime, 
Um, yeah. But distant. <laughs> it also means that I have no qualms about creating this, and I gesture again to Prime. <laughs> Does he do that every time you gesture to him? Every time. See the appointment. Word. My word. Well, uh, to be fair, Exley, I wouldn't say that you have loose morals. I'd say you have morals that don't fit with mine or Conrad's, although yours closely resemble Conrad's. Um, or Falls, or Beatrice's, you have morals that are yours. Again, whether or not I agree with them is my standing. And yours are yours. You are not a passive being for all that you were created to be one. I am not so certain my morals are my own. I... Really? I was created for a purpose, and then I was recreated several times for much the same purpose, but sometimes different, always serving, but never to think for myself. And now that I can, and I have adapted to the environment that I have found myself in, but I am not so certain how I would act if I was in a different environment. Hmm. No one ever really thinks about how they would re react in a different environment. Were you always a servant of Mordenkainen? I... Do not know. Oh. I have no memory of any past life. Only what I have been told. You said before, when we first met you, that if you were created anywhere else, you would not be as you are. I believe that to be true, yes. She has kind of this little light bulb moment. She goes, Because there are only so many souls in Barovia. Well, you have a predicament. You have newly acquired a soul, and yet have years and years of experience you cannot remember. It is difficult. It's a difficulty I cannot understand. But you are trying. You are learning. You are already different to the Exley we met. You... I would hesitate to call you a human, but I do think of you as a person. Hmm. 
eggs like squats. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, you are quite tall, aren't you? <sighs> I... I have never been called a person before. Why do you say that? People are people. People have souls. People have thoughts and concerns and however loose they are morals. I'm sure many of the others consider you a person as well, even Conrad, who loves the, to use the word useful, he would not view you as a thing. He views you as a person. It would be why he asks your opinion. The morality of things versus people, as we discussed with... Uh, <laughs> the Bride of Strat at the Abbots. There is a line, I think. A blurred one, but there is a line. There is a reason wizards can use golems and uh, invisible servants and all those types of things and elementals and not question the morality of it is because those things lack souls. They lack thoughts and minds of their own. They are made for a purpose, and they execute that purpose beyond anything else. And when that purpose is complete, the magic is removed. You, my friend, for all that that was you before, I do not believe you could be dismantled. You could be killed but not dismantled. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. Okay. Huh. So, Conrad, after a while you return to the, uh, the inn and uh, informed of the rooms being ready and uh, guided up to one where you can take your bath, one of the double rooms. Awesome. Hell yeah. Bath yeah. time. Yes. He takes a very long time having a bath because he is uh, severely injured. Yes. Um, I take it uh, a little while later, I take it, unless there is more that uh, Sevier and Exley wish to discuss, I take, I take it Sevier eventually returns. If nice. Exley does not wish to discuss things further, then yes, Sevier will. Oh, Exley's pretty much done. Yeah, and she will also try to have a bath, yes. preferably not in the same room as Conrad. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I don't know if there's anything in particular people want to do with the late afternoon and evening before getting some rest. Uh, prepare my defenses. Okay. Uh, preparing my defenses yeah. is literally, I tell Prime to attack anything that comes near me. Okay. Anything um, that appears in his mind to be hostile. That's good. I was like, every bird is going to get destroyed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
fullest thrust. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, um. Oh no, you. You. Okay. Oh, I was just gonna say, just uh, just come and see. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you go. You go. You go. <laughs> Uh, does he see Beatrice full or Sevia first when he finishes his very long bath? Uh, after Beatrice is done with her bath, she would have gone back down into the tavern and is probably still sitting and nursing a drink. Excellent. And full is in her the room so still. Excellent. Cool. So Connor will come back downstairs after having taken a very long bath. Um... He's obviously reapplied all of his bandages and stuff like that from being burned about 50 times. Um, and he kind of like looks a lot more like not so <laughs> crunched over. Um, he spots Beatrice and he looks around and then he'll kind of like survey the tavern and then kind of come up to her and be like, did fall, Tarry? After the argument? Uh, full kind of uh, beat themselves up about it for a moment, and then Esmeralda and I uh, chatted a little. It was all right, although uh, Full did take the single room for self. Ah. I, I assume it was still feeling a little uh, silly about the little outburst that they had. Hmm. Unusual for them, but a good point, I think. They are very timid normally, so it was good to hear them speak their mind. I do know you agree with Esmeralda, but um, I do know you also agree with paying people caution um, when you do not know their full thing. Myself as an example, of course. Um, so I thought it was interesting and quite enjoyable, really, to see Fall speak in such a manner. <laughs> You you would probably say that it was probably enjoyable to watch, if not, uh, if you even if you did not agree with it. It was uh, certainly interesting seeing the, the timid one stand up for himself. Yes, I've noticed that happen a lot more frequently. That fight with Strahd. Mm, it did well. Yes, it's good. I'm thinking it would be good if we have time before we set off. Either yourself or myself could teach them a bit more on how to sort of, you know, stab people, you know? They're quite good at punching. It might be good to sort of give them a bit of an extra edge uh, if, you know, something were to happen on the way to Mordenkainen. Perhaps. I don't know if they'll need too much stabbing when Sevia has her fire. It is true, but... And uh... Esmeralda will be there. To it do is, the stabbing. It is true, but some I suppose um, you know, if a vampire comes to uh chomp down on Sevia and uh does not detach themselves even with a fireball, then perhaps uh sort of, you know, severing the head in, with some effort might um, be the best way to get the fangs to release in some way anyway. Possibly. Just thoughts, anyway. I, of course, will be excellent at teaching them, but um, I think your fighting style suits theirs better. You're a lot better at moving moving your body sort of close to the ground. And they're more limber. I've had a lot of practice. Yes. Understandably. Good. 
Hmm. Well, Asivia may be here soon. I'm not too certain. 42 wanted to speak to her of something, which was interesting. Uh, we shall see if she returns. Um, perhaps she may need to speak to Fall. Did Fall seem like they wished to speak to anyone? <laughs> not overly, but uh, perhaps they would want to talk to Sivia. True, they do have a an affection for each other. Um, so, yes, I certainly would not be one to go and speak to Fall. Good, but it might be enjoyable to see them those two try. Uh, mm. Indeed. Excellent. You're drinking the ale, yes? Yes, I am. What's it like? It's ale. It's not too different from most things. It's not Fair the best I've tasted, but it's not bad. Fair point. Might be worth grabbing some. I might go and get one myself. Do you want another? Uh, Beatrice trains the one she's got and says, thank you. Cool. I kind of will go and get yeah. her another one. He'll get an ale and he'll get himself a meal as okay. well and then plonk down to wait to see if so, Sevia turns yeah. up. So at this point, it's probably not too long before Sevia returns. Um, I don't know if you want to intercept her before she goes up to have a bath, but... Um, We'd need to yeah. show where the yeah. thing is. Yeah. Um, so... One of one of you or both of you go up to show her uh, where the room is for a bath. And... Or it'll pass it on to our Beatrice. Yeah. Um... yeah. And and probably I'm guessing where Fall is as well. Yeah. yeah. Mention where both things are, yeah. and then let Sevia decide which way to go. Uh... Ooh, 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 ooh! You've raised an interesting point. Sylvia's going to talk to Fall first. Okay. So, yeah, you go up to see Fall. Um, I take it, but you knock on the door. Wait a moment, then Fall very cautiously opens it. Oh, hi. Hi. Are you okay? Uh, yes. Yes, yes, I'm fine. Um... Are you okay? Good. They look very, like, worried about Sylvia's reaction. Oh, I'm... Ah. Uh, fine is an interesting word, and I'm a, it's the closest one to what I am. Uh, may I come in? Um, yes, absolutely. Come right in. Scurry, 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 scurry. Hmm. Ah, nice room. Oh, um, yes, it's it's nice to have one. Yes. Yeah. Um. Uh, good. Oh, the singles really are um, a step up from that one we were in last time. <laughs> oh, um, yes, sorry for, for stealing it. Um, actually, um... <laughs> I think I owe you an apology in general. Oh, you you don't have to do that. Um, I've been, <laughs> to tell you the truth, I've really been worrying that 
I've ruined things, so... What? Uh... No, 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 no. I... That... Earlier, I... It takes a lot more than that for me to stop being someone's friend. Oh. I'm I'm glad I'm not very used to friendships and I get very worried about them, but I am very sorry that I upset you. I'm not used to friendships either. Um, <laughs> but no, I that was complicated. Uh, and it wasn't so much you or even Esmeralda so much as the bad memories it brought up. Oh. Uh, I can understand that. Um, yes, I'm... I'm sorry for the, the arguing. I'm very impulsive and I don't like authority and uh, <laughs> I think you've probably gathered that from me by now but uh, I don't know I think I don't rare moment of self-reflection been trying to do it lately um I don't really people I'm used to people not caring much about me so then i kind of get in the habit of thinking that my they my actions won't affect people oh. and that's a really bad habit to get into um so very sorry for the yelling and everything it's very stupid to think that that wouldn't affect people well i i don't think you're stupid for one but um i will I need to be better at accepting apologies, even when I feel I haven't been hurt. So thank you for apologizing. Um, I will, I... In the reverse direction, I am very used to people caring about me almost too much to the point of extremism and I care quite a lot about what people think of me and how my actions tend to affect them. So I am also sorry that I left the way I did and that I can only assume you've been worrying all this time about something you shouldn't have. <laughs> No, that's fine. I um, I think we need to reach a happy medium with this one. Yes, that's something that we can work on together. Yes, I'd I'd really like that. Yes. Um. Okay. So, apologies done. Yes. Um, all right. So tell me, what's uh, what's going on with uh, Exley out there? Oh. Uh, well, he tried. Beast outside the uh, the village. I don't like that thing. I don't. I don't like it. And the actually made it stand on a pebble so it'd be further away. But all it does is groan when you point at it, and it just. Uh, I 
don't. Oh, now I'm imagining it like some dancer on on point on a pebble, and that's a terrible, terrible oh, visual. That's... Oh, it is. What a strange thing that would be! It's little jeweled head just bobbling around like a little coconut on top of a rock. Oh. Exley oh. seems. He seems concerned about his personhood. Hmm. But then again, aren't we all? I mean, true. <laughs> yes, that's... <laughs> yeah, what a merry little band of um, strange individuals we are. <laughs> yes. I... You know what, I... I will admit, I was not paying a lot of attention during the conversation between you and Esmeralda, but... Did you notice that she said Strahd is why we're here? Yes. She said it was like it was something very obvious, but... Well, I... Taylor, I don't really understand why. Yes, I had assumed at a certain point that since he controls this land, he must be allowing us entry, but... But why us? It... What would Strahd possibly want with us? Oh, my brain cannot handle that. Because Maybe... we've got the prophecy of working against him, but then he is mm. the one that specifically brought us in ourselves. That doesn't make sense. He, he mustn't have a lot of faith in the prophecy. Yes. The Mointer have said before, others have tried. Hmm. Esmeralda said no one's gotten as far as we have, but that doesn't say a lot. She said that very early in the journey. I can only assume those people either became Barovians or we're going to see their bodies when we go into Ravenloft. Hmm. The Kirby roll me an intelligence check. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Great at that one. Uh, that is a dirty 20. That's a 12. Okay. <laughs> but, Sevia, mm -hmm. it dawns on you as you're discussing this that you were never mentioned in the prophecy. None of you were ever mentioned in the prophecy. The prophecy mentioned the tools with which to destroy Strahd and Esmeralda, and by virtue of, uh, by virtue of, uh, like, a couple of other denizens of Barovia, by virtue of them uh, having or leading you to uh, hmm. the position of the artifacts. But those who would slay Strahd were never mentioned in the... There was no mention of any particular mm -hmm. figures slaying Strahd, only that those were the locations of the tools with which to do it. Well, maybe... With the prophecy, Strahd wouldn't think to stop people coming in because... There's nothing in the prophecy to say it has to be an outsider who does it. I guess so. 
he can just keep bringing in new people to bleed dry and... I guess he's just after new playthings or food sources. Yes, and then squash any revolt that comes his way because if he knows... I, if he knows anything about the prophecy, then he would know that unless the people coming at him have all these items and, and people, they're not going to win. I guess so. He's a, Van Richten said, he's a tactician. He, he only attacks if he knows he's going to win, and if he doesn't, he leaves the first chance he gets. Huh. So maybe... Could also mean that we're not meant to defeat Strahd at all, and we're just the people who are meant to bring all of this together, and then Esmeralda's going to just punch him a bunch until he dies. Um, <laughs> well, I would like that option, yes. I, yes. <sighs> Although, you do keep getting him very good. Like, not just with the with the sun. You've kicked him in the pants quite a few times, and, and that seems to do a decent amount of damage. That's a... a <laughs> Forgive me for asking, you're training as a monk, correct? You, your hits are actually magical. Yes. yes, yes, I've gotten to the stage where I can get the magic to flow with my punches. That's <laughs> For amazing. some reason, that specific strike seems to always land the most. I mean, from my experiences at taverns at university, it's, it stands for most... Uh... It's rather painful no matter what. Yes. Have. Yes. Yes. <laughs> mm, yes. No, yes, I'm rather glad that... I think especially the last fight, that was very encouraging. It, mm. it went well if the golem hadn't been there and... If the golem hadn't been there and we'd maybe been in a more enclosed space so Strahd couldn't run away, I think we really could have done it. I... <laughs> it's very encouraging. <laughs> Do you ever think of what it would mean to be the people who free this land? Oh. <laughs> I don't think I've imagined that very much, to be honest. No. I just thought about getting back home, but goodness, well, we were regarded as some sort of heroes. Oh, God. Can you imagine? I mean, I could see... You know, Beatrice is some kind of hero, although I doubt she sees it that way. And mm. and Conrad, I think, would certainly enjoy the accolades. But oh yes, and Exley, I think, quite cut strike, quite an imposing figure. You know, he got quite good on true. one of those, like, you know, those theater plays where they just have like a like a silhouette of someone in front of a moon. Oh, Exley yes, would look yes. quite good as that with his little hands on his hips. It was. <laughs> Can you imagine them lauding us two as heroes? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I think I think you're um you could have some nice little illusions with your fire spells. That would work quite well. But I think the heroic sword really goes against my image. That's not oh, what I'm trying. I don't think so. I think I think they could um do a poster of you standing on your hands, <laughs> and then and then you could have the little medallion balanced on your foot, casting a big ray of sunshine everywhere. <laughs> Full instantly is like looks around for the medallion and tries to do, and then tries to do that. Huh? <laughs> it's on you the know, handstand. Yes, I, that's possible. It just, it just um. After this morning, with you showing me you trying to expand your magic, um, I did some 
some reading when I had a chance and oh I think this should work um and she's going to use prestidigitation to try and make a harmless little illusion of a little fall chasing a little strad in a circle around <laughs> on her hand <laughs> um I don't know if that is within uh prestidigitation's capabilities or if it'll I just be like a little red Oh, yes, but it's the first time she's used it in possibly a decade or, or so, so it is probably just going to be like a little blurry little red figure with like long hair and a little blue figure in Conrad's fancy little jacket just running around in the little circle. And she's like, ah, see? You oh look quite That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Yes, well, you... You know, I, I want to be able to help you with your magic, so I need to adapt some of mine to help. Thank you. <laughs> that's... That's very kind of you. Um, <laughs> he looks very touched. And All that's... right, I'll do you... Oh, yeah. <laughs> he makes a little savior. Right here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on those twin images, that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Baller. Oh. Thank you I'm for watching, listening. everyone. Thank you for watching. Thank, Thank you all very guys. much. Have a good one. Oh, Goodbye. Podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye.